0: Hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast brought to you today by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com for the best prices for parts on your car or truck. On the show today, Evan Masters joins me to break down the last three games of the Nationals Met series that just wrapped up. The first two games in this season series were a split. These next four were as well, so the current season series is three to three. I had a breakdown of the Nationals' 16-4 win on Monday night. And on today's show, Evan and I will discuss the last three games. We will go game by game, break down the big news and notes from each one. We'll discuss what went well, what went wrong with the Nats in the last two. Evan comes on to bring the Mets perspective on the other side. Hope you all enjoy the show.
1: 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you
0: later! And won it, seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. This is deep to center field, Bellinger's back, it's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts of Los Angeles the kick in here it comes swing and a miss swing and a miss swing and a miss and a world series game seven winning curly
1: w is in the books the celebration is on the washington nationals are the world champions
0: you are listening to the locked on nationals podcast your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello everybody, welcome to the Locked On Nationals podcast. My name is Josh Neighbors. Joining me today, it is Evan Masters, who number one is a Mets fan, that's important to note. Uh, goes to Arizona State where he is a junior at the Cronkite School of Broadcasting an AP for the the red hot Phoenix Suns uh right now and also works for Pac-12 plus Evan I'm not sure about where you are right now but it is very rainy where I am uh as we're recording this podcast has the rain gotten to you yet up the east coast
1: oh uh, yeah not uh, not yet uh it was getting here a little bit before but I think it's missing the the rain where I'm at so it's all good hopefully it uh eases out before I fly out to uh Arizona this weekend.
0: The rain could not save the Washington Nationals today. It was back to back losses for them. We covered the first game of the series on this podcast where they got themselves a 12 run win and the game that was never close. They come out the next day, get a 2 1 win, and then the next two days was a completely different story. So we'll talk all about those. But if you want to go back to simpler, better times, if you're a Nationals fan, Please go back and listen to our podcast. I believe the word I used in the podcast intro, or at least the thumbnail was thump. And that's what the nationals did to the Mets in that first game. And we'll work for these next three, the nationals in these next three games, they lose two of them. They split the four game series throughout the six games, the nationals and Mets have played at this juncture of the season. It has been an even three, three split for those games. I actually, I believe Four of them were, yes, four of them were just at City Field, the first four Nats road games of the season. The other two were at Nats Park. Evan, we'll work back here, and we'll work from the, the first game that we missed. So the 2-1 win for the Nationals over the Mets that occurred uh, on Tuesday. This game was a pitching matchup between Rick Porcello, who actually, all things considered, pitched a really uh, another really good game against the Nats. But the real story here for me was Max Scherzer, and the one thing the Mets did very well in that game was they got Scherzer's pitch count up really high and got it to a point where they were obviously going to get to face the Nats' bullpen, and I even thought they might even see the Nats' bullpen in the fourth inning. Pitch count, I believe, was around 60 in the second. The Mets put together really good at-bats, but Scherzer does that thing that he does so well where he hangs around and battles on nights where he does not have his best stuff. And I thought this was another great example of that. He ends up giving the Nats six innings, where he strikes out seven, gives up six hits, two walks, but only the one earned run, 105 pitches, after a start where last time, Evan, we saw him go out there, and he left the game with an injury. So I was really impressed with the Max Scherzer that
1: we saw on Tuesday night. Yeah, this Max start really reminded me of DeGrom's last start that he had – last series against the Marlins are he had a high pitch count on one inning and then he was able to battle for five six innings and just put the ease on the bullpen to not allow them to be too worked on which happens sometimes especially when some teams like both of our teams I feel like have the have a tendency to sometimes get their starters out a little bit too early and then the bullpen kind of implodes so I think especially when you brought up Porcello I mean for Mets fans, it's a good sign, but just got to get runs on base. And I I mean, runners in scoring position, I mean, this is a baseball team that does not get runners on base, uh, score runners when they're on base. And it's really heartbreaking as a Mets fan to see this happening over and over again. And Nats took advantage in this game and just eke out a win.
0: Yeah, and and the Nats were able to, I mean, definitely uh, eke out is the right word to use here about how they were able to come away with this win, Evan. And this was the one game where Soto really wasn't that good. I mean, one, Soto had a crazy good series. But on this night, it was Howie Kendrick. He gets three hits, doesn't drive in any of the runs. That was Trey Turner, but he had two hits as well. And so seeing those guys getting going was a a really important thing for the Nationals. And then, too, even when Scherzer got out of the game, I thought with Guerra, Rainey, and Hudson, the Mets were going to be able to potentially get to those guys Guerra, Rainey, and Hudson—one hit allowed between the four of them. Four Ks. Javi Guerra walks one person, and they com- end up combining for those final three innings of work. The bullpen closed the door, and I was—I was impressed with their performance. Both bullpens in that game, in that two-one game, I was impressed with the pitching staffs. They did a very good job.
1: Tough to say when uh, you're looking at these two teams. Sometimes I mean more of the bullpen end, but and the back end of the rotations, you could even add as that as well, but. I mean the Mets didn't hit as well as they did normally but you look at the game before 16 to 4 and then get a 2 to 1 it, I think I'd take that improvement any day of the week. And so then you know get to this point
0: where the Nationals are on the road in New York with a chance to take you know at least 3 games here from the Mets. They're up 2-0 in the series after getting swept or nearly you know what's what currently is a 2.5 game sweep. Against the Orioles last week, and we'll, we'll figure out if it's a, it's a three-game sweep tomorrow when they finish up that game that was delayed due to the tarp ineptus of the Nationals grounds crew. What a fun time that was, dear God! But you know, you move on to the next game. This one was a, a power, a, you know, a power frenzy, and Anibal Sanchez has just been horrible this year. Another, he gets teed off on by the by the Orioles in his last start. This start was no different uh, on Wednesday. He goes two and two-thirds innings, six hits, five earned runs, walks two, uh, only strikes out two, gives up the home run uh, as well. He is 0-3 on the season. And I have to give the Mets credit here. You know It was really the, the four guys that did a lot of the damage. Nimmo, who has been fantastic so far this season for the New York Mets. The average, not as high, but this guy gets on base essentially every single game. Um, and then Conforto, Alonso, and Dominic Smith also had very nice outings. The Mets come away with an 11-6 win. And the Nats were able to manufacture a good portion of offense. So they ended up getting six runs. But a lot of that coming in, I guess you could say garbage time. I mean, uh, you know, the Nats put up three in the first inning and then the offense goes quiet. Seven runs put up between the two teams in the first. The Nats are only able to uh, scratch across one run in the next six innings or so. They tack on two in the end, but they're pretty meaningless lo- meaningless runs. That sixth inning for the Mets is what ended up breaking it open. 11-6 to win, and I thought this one, just the pitching for the Nationals, could not deliver. Sam Freeman ends up uh, leaving this game with an with an injury and a difficult night for the Nats. When were the Mets. They they were able to get the bats going after being frustrated the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, I was about to say like the bullpen for the Mets. I mean, they had to work this game up. They made Robert Greselman the starter, who just coming off an injury, so the guy wasn't really expected to throw a lot of pitches. Only lasted two innings. He threw fifty five pitches total. I mean, or th- I think even thirty three. He did not do too well there for Rob. and that let me just bring up Juan Soto I think that home run just needs to be talked about quickly because I turn on the game and the first thing I see is that moonshot 466 feet and just like that uh with that home run he had in game one he has two of the five the hardest hits farthest uh, home runs hit at city field and I'm I'm just getting vibes of Chipper Jones, Ryan Howard, Freddie Freeman, these like usual guys who killed the Mets year after year. And Soto's only 21 years old. And I feel like for the next decade plus, he might be one of those Mets killers that really just pounds the Mets time and time again. It's not even one of those things where
0: you look forward to the future and you say, wow, what is this kid going to be? I mean, we're already seeing it. And he comes back from injury. The The Orioles series, he was so so-so, I guess you could say, and then he's just on a massive tear. I mean, drives in four runs, and he's just horrifying. I mean, it's just it, it is a horrifying thing to have him come up to the plate against your team. And you know, I thought he would do well against Baltimore last weekend. Uh, I would give Baltimore the fair warning this weekend because three hits yesterday. He has another moonshot home run. You know, today he just he seems to tap the ball, and it goes 400 plus feet. It's amazing that he's only 21, but. You know, this is like this is what he is. He is currently already a great hitter, a feared hitter. He rarely gets cheated. I mean, this season his his bats seem to have improved very well. You know, he took a strike 3 today that I did not think was a strike 3. His approach is even improving. And that's the one thing I think you'd have to say about him is that sometimes his approach needs to needs to improve especially when he's down in the count, but it already, you know, the maturation comes in addition to him already being a great player.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have nailed it on the head there. This guy is, like I said, going to be feared for uh, years upon years and not just the Mets, but the rest of the National League East as well. But just the rest of this game, it's everything you want to see from the Mets. Uh, different people getting hits. Uh, everyone in the order seemed to contribute in some way, shape, or form. And even the bullpen, this is a bullpen that two days ago was stretched to the limits where you had to have Luiski or May pitch. And now you have see they had to go through seven eight guys during this game and they were able to get it done so kudos to the mets bullpen in this one
0: today's locked on nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody always low they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than charging what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, once again, the prices are always low. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Yeah, the the Mets bullpen gets it done. and, And that was, you know, another one of these stories is the bullpen being able to finish, bullpens, I should say, being able to finish. You fast forward to today's game, and I thought what was intriguing about this game is that the, the Mets did to Austin Voth what they did to Max Scherzer. And the interesting thing is a guy like Max Scherzer can overcome and can fight in a way that a guy like Austin Voth, I mean, if you just keep putting on you know, a, a large number of pitches onto him, we look at that Billy Hamilton at bat early in the game where I think he has, what was it? It was at least 10-plus pitches at bat that he gets uh, against both just raising that pitch count and the Mets eventually did get to him. They get the 3 runs. There's 86 pitches in 4 innings and it's not like, you know, that stat line's good if you go for 6 innings. The Mets do a great job of getting to him, getting him out of the game and they create a situation where the the Nationals bullpen is a bit stretched at this point. They they've had to pitch the last few days. And so lo and, ho- lo and behold, who do we see Seth Romero, who was just called up. And, you know, uh, you, you guys want to go back and listen to our prospect shows for the nationals. I like Seth Romero a lot. A guy I drafted in the first round in 2017 had some attitude, um, slash personal issues. I'm not a huge person that thinks smoking weeds a big issue, but others do. And that, you know, pro law. Long- and that's not the only thing, but that did prolong his path to the majors, uh, a difficult place to come in today. In a game that was, you know, at that point in time, um, I believe it was, yeah, it was it was three to one at that point. And in the fourth inning, Tomas Nito, who went deep once to give the Mets uh, two runs in the, did that in the fourth inning. He goes deep in the fifth inning with a grand slam. Uh, he is now, I believe, one of four Mets catchers to have two home runs and six RBI in the same game. A really impressive effort from Tomas Nito, and uh, kind of flashbacks for the Nationals of seeing. Guys just step up in big moments when you need them to guys that you don't always expect guys. That aren't the everyday guy that felt very 2019 Nats ish, not saying the, uh, the Mets have that full on aesthetic right now, but in that moment, at least it did. And, and credit to the Mets for getting to a young guy and Davey Martinez, man, they wanted, they wanted to get maybe three innings at best out of him, but they can only get two because that's tough spot for, for, for Seth Romero. And he threw about 30 some pitches at 31 pitches, uh, I was listening to part of it on the radio and Howie Rose said he, he seems gassed and uh, he did. It's a tough place to make your, make your first start. And they, the, the Mets did a good job of getting to the young pitcher.
1: Yeah. I was about to say with Romero, uh, I was watching the TV broadcast for the Mets and had, Ron Darling always does a great job of like analyzing pitchers. And especially when they first make their appearances and you, you can tell like the guy was just exhausted by his second inning of work and you can even tell in the first inning, work with the bases loaded that like he was heavy breathing. He did not look like he was ready there. And that makes sense. The guy, they were saying on the broadcast, uh, hasn't pitched higher than low a ball. I'm, if I'm correct, I believe that's correct. Uh, and he's coming off Tommy John too. So yeah, just, is, yeah,
0: he's just been an A. Yeah. It's, it's the only place he's been. And also last time he pitched there was in 2018. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's coming off a two year break of pitching and it's a tough place when you're facing a, I mean, albeit injured lineup, it's still a pretty deep Mets lineup that has a lot of dangerous hitters, and I mean Tomas Nido wasn't one of those dangerous hitters, but he proved so today.
0: Yeah, just he's just been an A. Yeah, it's it's the only place he's been. And also, last time he pitched there was in 2018.
1: (laughs) And I was about to say, speaking of young guys making uh, pitching appearances, David Peterson from the Mets, uh, he held them hit list through four innings, and he gave up that run, but through errors and walks, but he only had one I was surprised the Mets didn't even make him go longer. He just clearly had control over the uh, Nationals lineup from the looks of it. And if you really want to rest that bullpen, I think this would be, would have been a good opportunity, especially since the game was about to be broken open for Peterson to get that elongated start, just to get him working more. Cause he was, he was only at 74 pitches easily could have kept going.
0: Yeah. I, I think with him, you know, it was impressive. It was uh, the way he was able to, I mean, he worked out of a lot of tough situations and I will say this, um, the fastball location, another guy who's got a difficult fastball location. He throws a, a variation, a, you know, a lot of a variety, I should say, of pitches. Um, that for this game is a completely different ball game. And we, we, I forgot to mention this, but if Jeff McNeil doesn't catch that ball in left field to start off the game with, uh, I believe that what it was uh, with two outs, bases. I think there was runners on, the uh, bases were loaded. If I was, if I'm correct, yeah, and. It's, it's a 1-0, yeah, I actually think there's two guys on. It's a 1-0 game at that point, and McNeil makes a heroic diving catch in left field. He gets he hits the wall, has to leave the game, but you get carded out But this is a totally different ballgame. And Peterson rewards his team in that situation and makes that thing stick. And he became, you know, after a rough first inning, I mean, he actually didn't give up a hit until the fifth. Uh, the, the, four, uh, the fourth, I believe, and so... Yeah, and so David Peterson ends up, you know, um, working himself into some trouble, but working his way out of it. The, uh, the Mets' bullpen comes in, Hughes, Diaz, and, and Brock. I think the one question is, are we going to see Diaz in higher leverage situations moving forward? Um, for the Nats, it was Suero and Guerra after that. Guerra into the game once again, surrenders three hits, he gives up a run, but still that ERA for him is remains just above two. He's been very good so far this year. And a tough situation for those guys to come in. Uh, the Nats here, I'm. you have to be concerned as they head to Baltimore. They have to finish a game tomorrow, and they have a three-game series um, coming up here against a Baltimore team that, quite frankly, hasn't played that poorly. They have a sweep, and uh, I'm not fully abreast of their situation uh, I, against uh, the Phillies. I believe they've taken at least one game in that series. The rain delayed right now in, in game three. So for the Nats, man, I mean, they're going to be in a tough spot with that bullpen coming into into tomorrow's game and all four games that they're going to have, um, this weekend, completely different story for the Mets. They're rested and, and they might be getting a wounded animal. So, you know, it's really competitive. Um, coming to this point at the end of today's, uh, at the end of today's contest, it was, let's see. I gotta see. I'm once again, double checking on the, to do, do, do on the records after today. Oh, ESPN's really loving me right now. It's really enjoying, uh, I believe the Nats after today are now seven and, uh, come on thing work. They are now six and nine and the nationals, or the, excuse me, the Mets improved to nine and 11. So your Mets, nine, and 11, the Nats, the Nats, a lot of them hanging around 500, right? I think we kind of saw a lot of these groups hanging around 500 and the Nats, you know, they have now played, uh, you know, they're played over, uh, they're at 15 games, a little bit above 15 games and for the Mets they're at 20 games and these teams you know whether it be a couple over or a couple under they're right in that position where I thought they would be so um I would say the one I mean the one one positive for the Nats is good offensive output this week this over the course of the week from what they were getting before I know there were a couple moments where they came up short but good output the bad part is the starting pitching is if it fails them and with some of the injuries that we're seeing, and I know the injury bug is affecting a lot of teams, they've got to work through it. But they've got some steady bullpen work. Losing Freeman hurt them, but the bullpen's gonna have to come in and help out in every chance they can. That's a story for a lot of teams. That is a story for a lot of these teams, Evan.
1: If you can keep Trey Turner going as well, he another guy who just always seems to do well against the Mets, if you can keep that going against other teams, lead off having a deadly leadoff guy is one of the most deadly tools you can have in uh in baseball, Jeff McNeil, the Mets showed it last year and keep that guy going, stolen bases and hits even home runs. Like the guy can do it. And Juan Soto is the other guy. I mean, yeah,
0: it, it, especially if they keep Castro in a role too, If they can keep cat. Cause Castro has been hitting pretty well so far this season. If they can keep those three guys are the first four hitters. And then obviously Eaton will put, give you some uh, always professional at bats. If they can kind of even that stuff out. And this was the one thing you're always concerned about, right? Is that with an older team, You know, you think that they'd also be able to, they'd be able to be focused and go, you know, from the word go and just get after it. But also, too, these guys are used to be able to work into the season and finding their stroke. They're accustomed to having all that time, and so now these guys are having to get it quicker. Um, And you know, Turner's now worked himself into a good spot. Howie Kendrick is just hitting the ball hard every single day, every single place on the field. Uh, You know, um, uh, as Druibal Cabrera. Also hitting the ball hard, Stalin Castro has been excellent from the word go, and then Soto clearly has found a stroke. So I think I'm not saying that the the Nats um, all of their offensive issues are behind them, but I do think there is a uh, there is a lot of there's there's some positive momentum because let's be honest, that that McNeil play today, more often than not, is not gonna get caught. And there's three early runs in this game, and it's a completely different ball game. So love the way the Nats are hitting the ball, their bats, their approaches have completely changed. I've I've been impressed with that. So, uh, what's your takeaway from this this two game split?
1: I mean, you have said it perfectly, but both these teams are in a prime opportunity. And if they both teams uh, showed their bats while well, their bullpens were at times great, sometimes shaky. If both these teams can keep the good sides going and kind of nailing away the, some of those uh, bad bad tendencies, then both these teams still, especially with the sixteen uh, playoff sixteen team playoff format. These guys can definitely, both these teams can make the playoffs. I mean, it's wide yes. open, and you just gotta hope, guys. You gotta maximize uh, the starts from your aces. So for the Nats, that'd be with Scherzer, and then with the Mets, it'd be DeGrom. You just gotta have to maximize those starts because in a 60 game season, they're more valuable than a 162 game season. So
0: completely agree. Evan, appreciate your time today uh, on this Thursday. Once again, guys, make sure you guys go follow uh, at LO Nationals on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Josh Neighbors underscore. And then make sure you guys check out the Locked On MLB and Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. Doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior oil products from CBDMD.